Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of One for One. I'm your host, Nolan Schumann, joined as always by my co-host, Miles Fuchs. Miles, we're, I don't know, five days out from the Super Bowl, and we're about, uh, I don't know, like less than 24 hours away from a return to Oilers hockey. How, how are you holding up? Oh, man, I want to be excited, but I just ate a shitload of lasagna, <laughs> and I feel like a human reincarnation of Garfield. I can't move. Do you feel like a literal lasagna? I, dude, I feel like, I feel like an orange cat. <laughs> with a, just a guzz right now i'm barrel out sitting at the kitchen counter and i'm just groaning breathing hurts so much I cheese wish, i wish you ate it over the sink like a rat <laughs> <laughs> i wish i didn't um, could you imagine could you imagine eating a scalding lasagna over the sink dude at least you got to have freaking lasagna i had listen to this meal i had <laughs> yeah let's go <laughs> i had I had potatoes, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, and a veggie sausage. What are you Irish? I I, I pair I, or I'm like a or I'm like a 25 year old like Insta girl. Oh my god, dude, that's um uh, a veggie sausage. A veggie sausage. I believe it was a Beyond Meat sausage. Okay, lib. <laughs> Liberal liberals love this guy. Eats Beyond Meat. Man, it wasn't. <laughs> Was it good? Well, here's the thing: is like I just kind of coated it in like I I when I was at Walmart last time, I found a bottle of Saint like you know like Saint Louis like chicken wings like the like the like the restaurant or do you not have them in Sask? We I don't think we have them in Sask, but okay, I, well, it's the, like a it's like a franchise branded sauce. It's a fran so like Saint Louis is like a franchise like restaurant. And I was walking through Walmart and found their, like, because, like, they, they have this, like, famous garlic dill sauce that they throw with all of their French, because it'll be, like, uh, it'll be wings and, it'll be wings and French fries. And you can get this garlic dill sauce and dip your fries in it, and it's, like, incredible. And so I found a bottle of it at, um, at Walmart. It's incredibly unhealthy for you. But I didn't give a shit, because I knew I was eating veggie sausage, so I just fucking boom, 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 like put a big dollop on my plate and then just dip my sausage in and it, you know what wasn't bad it wasn't is bad, that the noise is that the noise it makes when it comes out of the bottle too it goes yeah exactly like that's that's kind of how i purchased it and that's the only reason why i bought it so that's part of the you know part of the uh part of the, the purchase price right yeah, yeah no yeah. i get it i like yeah, it exactly. i respect that shout yeah. out to saint louis not oh, the man. city not the team not the I blues. Feel, I feel like those, like, I, I feel like the, you, you know how there's, like, food assholes? I feel like there's going to be, like, a food asshole that's like, actually, uh, St. Louis does not make real chicken wings. Their uh, their wings are less than subpar. I'd rather go to um, uh, McFarty's on uh, uh, Bloor Street in Toronto where they make the best chicken wings. Like, <laughs> God love them, but that's going to be Pastor Dave a thousand percent. <laughs> He's going to, he finally, oh, this is monumental, actually. Because he he's one of our most like engaging uh, member like listeners, and he always gives me shit every episode when there's a bad music take, when there's a bad restaurant take, when there's a bad food take. No one, we finally got a like Pastor Dave thumb up of approval. Wow, for it, for what? What did we do? Our coffee takes. Oh, nice! Because we Saying both that, drink black coffee. Yes, that that was the per the correct way, and that if you're going to treat yourself, you get like a cold brew or, or like a fancy iced coffee or something. That feels we, on brand for him. It it does uh, because he's a hard working. He's a you know he's a blue yeah. collar boy. He's, he's like he's grinding. our he's our regular old Derek Ryan. Yes, yes, they are one and the same. 
Um, but dude, if I didn't fist pump in public when I got that Pastor Dave Silva approval, I've been working my whole life for that. And I finally got, we finally got it. But he did also tweet at us uh, saying that uh, we need to shut the fuck up about the Eagles and uh, that also to never say uh, where grandma Gramp- keeps the dill or no. Uh, where Gram- grandpa keeps the flashlight. Yeah, grandpa <laughs> keeps the flashlight. What, wasn't, a, wasn't a fan of that line. But, you know uh, what? I, I thought we were going to get a little bit more out of that one when I was writing it. I thought that that was going to stir up a little bit of controversy. But he's a salty Vikings fan, so he can say whatever he wants about the birds. Go birds. Super Bowl yeah. birds coming yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Why don't we uh, revisit the uh, 2018 NFC Championship? <laughs> dun, 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 dun. That pre- predates my fandom, so I can't personally Patrick, talk shit. Patrick but I know Robertson how it ends. Pick six, boy. There we go. So that's all that we need to know. Yeah. Nolan, do you know what yeah. else we need to know? That the Oilers start tomorrow? That the Oilers start tomorrow. I was thinking of saying what, we, what we're going to be talking about this episode because we don't have... A very long episode, but I think we're going to have a fun one. A lot of creativity, a lot of uh, creative juices that are going to get the flow of this episode. Going to talk about a little bit of Oilers stuff, talk about what the boys were up to over the break, and boy, howdy, were they busy. We're going to talk about the All-Star Skills Competition. We're going to talk about the game and, and everything like that. Move into a little bit of NHL discussion, finish things off with a rock star of the week. But we're also trying something a little bit different this week, Nolan. We're going to be moving our game previews up after our Oilers discussion uh, and, and and trying our hand at a little a little uh, paid promotion. Oh, oh dear. Are we oh dear. prepared? Are we even prepared for this? Probably not, but you know what they say? Let it ride. And speaking of that, Nolan, the boys were letting it ride <laughs> the week off. Holy Dina. Do you like my well, do you like my title for this game? I do, but I want you to explain it to me a little bit because we've got McLeod, Bush, and Holloway, 47 nothing W over Twisted Tees. Yeah, they 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 defeated the Twisted Tees probably about 47 to nothing because they probably <laughs> split about 47 between the three of them. Also, like, why are they drinking TTs? I know they're delicious. I know that they're a great shotgun beverage. Shout out to Twisted Tino for ads. But... You know, you think that those professional athletes would be a little bit more calorie conscious. Like they're pretty sweet. There, there's quite a bit of sugar can, in those. Can, but you can get, you can get like the, you can get like the low cal ones. So, yeah, but I, I think that those have a different color. Not, I think I have dabbled. And those you, have, did those you have like? A, did you full blown like like a uh, Zapruder film? Like the actual like? Did you do a close up of the actual cans themselves? It, I did, and it's the dark blue. So that's the full cal, full sugar TT. I don't know. I bet I, I I bet you any money Oilers media has got their ammo ready right now. They're they're ready they're ready to call Ryan McLeod fat when they get back. <laughs> oh no, that's you. It's not me. Okay, Clouder Clouder's looking a little puffy coming back from the vacation. But man, holy looks shit, like those Bush kids... has put on a few lbs. <laughs> those those kids were electric though. I'm I'm gonna talk about who the Dangerous Knights crew was, and then you can describe the 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 instagram live for for people who haven't seen it it's oh funny God. but it looks like the dangerous knights crew a group of of oilers that all went on a trip together was mcleod boosh hallway campbell barry and ryan murray with their respective spouses but after the group pick it looks like they split into youngs and vets which is absolutely hilarious because there was nothing on their instagrams that that showed that they were playing golf with the old guys the like we have to i don't think we 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 can mention this crew without mentioning the photo of jack campbell 
like Jack Campbell just in another planet in that like in like that big group picture they took. You can tell this guy's had like eighty two coronas. Stepped off the plane and immediately uh, went up to the to the all inclusive and said, "I'll get six tequilas." Oh man, Jack Campbell, mild mannered guy, get the tequila in him. He's probably a lunatic. Well, dude, he's from Michigan. Like, what else is there to do in Michigan besides play hockey and booze? Oh man, I bet I you mean, he. I bet you he. He's a sneaky pick for Oiler that could drink you under the table. I I would actually agree with that. Would you? Uh, I like. I feel like. I feel like Derek Ryan has like that old man strength when it comes to drinking. I bet you he can like secretly put back the booze, but he's like kind of born again, so he's like, ah, I'm not really gonna do it with the boys. But but, but like, but 10, like year, ten years ago, he oh, could have yeah. ripped you. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's yeah, he's playing Golden Bears hockey and just getting <laughs> fucking tuned on a Saturday, sitting at hockey house and drinking a personal sixer. <laughs> Easy. That's pregame. <laughs> I can see. And the boys Le- are like, little bit of DR coming out. <laughs> AGD. I could see uh, Leon probably being sneaky, very sneaky, good oh, at drinking. Yeah. He's German. Yeah, yeah. Le- I I think Leon's a sneaky booze bag. Guy that can guy that can sit through one or two Oktoberfests and not even get off the ta- out of the table to pee. Just yeah. wears a diaper. And like all and like all that booze probably just converts to muscle. That's how he's just such a sturdy <laughs> boy on the ice. <laughs> Oh, oh, a sturdy lad. Okay, so we've talked about Oilers that can booze. Who do you think are Oilers that cannot booze? Oh, um, oh, I think obvi- the most obvious lightweight is Tyson Berry. I was going to say Yamo. I don't want to pick on him because he's a little guy, but I feel like Yamo would just be one of those guys that would, like, you'd have to carry him out of the party. Well, the issue is, is that we have that, we have that clip from, uh, Whatever that Oilers uh, that Oilers show is with like with Tyson Berry on the boat doing like that little dance uh, like when he's when he's out in like the front of the boat and he does the little dance like you've got to be pretty tuned or like pretty frigged up to be doing that on camera. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like overthinking it, but I I, I don't know, man. I I feel like I feel like Tyson Berry is the kind of guy that's like, yeah, I usually drink wine with my wife now, so if I get like like six cores light into me i'm on another like i'm in another continent yeah he has six white claws and just takes his shirt off yeah goes starts, full lenberry yeah starts starts telling that starts telling darnell that his head is really smooth <laughs> <laughs> he's like you know doc <laughs> i just I, I just love your head he would be you know maybe he's not the biggest lightweight but he's most likely to be the i love you man drunk Oh yeah, yeah. For sure. I, there'd be. Um, oh, I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying to think of the. Uh, Devin Shore also has that vibe. Oh, oh Devin Shore for sure would cry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just say he loves the boys so much. Devin Shore would definitely recount. Uh, uh, Game Five Calgary when Connor scored the <laughs> OT winner. He'd be like, "Remember that time I was waiting for you in the hallway? I'll never forget when you looked at me on a two-on-one and passed it over, and I just tapped it in. That was the best goal of my career." I'm gonna remember that little man night. You know, I just think that if we work a little harder at Gary Roberts training camp, I could score more than one goal in the season. How come you guys keep taking me out of the group chat? How come you keep kicking me out of the group chat? Bakersfield's not very fun, guys. Oh, <laughs> uh, Devin Shore bullying hour. We're so bad. Sorry um, about that there, Shorzy. Sorry about that, Shorzy. Go go Harry Potter. Special shout out to an off social media group that had a little bit of fun as well. The Kulaks, Nurses, and Hymans went to Palm Springs together. Oh, 
lovely Very time. Nice. Wouldn't that be lovely? Just a little wine tour, a little uh, nice little photo op, a couple good dinners, or bedtime early. I think that that's what they were up to. I feel like they had a nice little trip together. That's Does good Brett, stuff, though, too. Does Brett Kulak have kids? I don't know if Brett Kulak has kids, but I feel like he would be a really like uh, really fun look. guy to go let's out take, with. Let's take a look here. Um, Brett Kulak. Uh, oh, man. I don't, I don't see. Oh, uh, Brett Kulak will have to. Their wedding will have to wait. Oh, yeah, he did. He just had a new kid. I forgot about that. Yeah, he is a new dad. This is like very recently too. Um, oh, yeah, May May sixteenth, they had a baby girl. Good for them, because Nurse yeah. just had a baby too, like last season, yeah. right, or a season before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, because he finished that. Oh, he played like forty some minutes of overtime against the Jets, and then went to the birth of his kid. Yeah, and then the Hymans have a couple of young kids too. So good, good, good family trip for parents to get away, have a little bit of fun. That's good stuff, dude. That was one of the most. I <sighs> that was the first season of one for one as well. That makes me so so sad to think about <laughs> to think about uh, Darnell Nurse playing like seventy five minutes in overtime only for them <laughs> to get swept. <laughs> we don't talk yeah. about that. Um, speaking of people who went on trips, uh, Yamo he kept it a little bit closer to home. He went to Banff with his girlfriend or with his other girlfriend. <laughs> One for one's canceled. <laughs> actually you're canceled my yeah i am we're gonna have to ask him i'll get i'll just see him outside of fox one and i'll just ask him what 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 he was up to um but yeah that's about it for for oilers that um made notable trips i'm sure some people went elsewhere but they weren't posting about it didn't really leak where they were uh derek ryan we can only assume he probably picked up an extra rotation with the rig crew (laughs) couldn't sit at home alone on his hands so he had to get to work and, and do a little bit of uh do a little bit of rigging with the lads he uh made the uh he 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 made the the four hour drive to Fort Mac and was like <laughs> I got work to do boys. Got the Baba keg filled up on the way out at Edmonton. <laughs> sipped the black coffee the whole way and got got the business. Got his hands dirty. Love to see it. Um, and then obviously Connor, Leon, and Stu were in oh. Miami hanging yeah, out. We all we're actually we're forgetting to mention. The Connor and Leon trip to Turks and Caicos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that uh, their dinners with their girlfriends looked very bachelor esque. Yes, they they certainly did, and it also just I I watched a, this is sounds so creepy because I I often look at both Celeste and Lauren's like Instagram just to see just to see what the boys are up to, and. You know, it looked really, it looked like a really nice time. Like, it did. just, yeah, I looked at, I looked at uh, Celeste's video she posted. Shout out Celeste, please come on the pod. Actually, just bring Leon on the pod, please. Um, and it looks really fun. And also just Leon looks like a really fun guy. As like, the, the, you know how there's like work friends and there's like friend friends? Like how you and I are 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 friend friends and not work friends. Yeah, yeah, okay. no, absolutely. Oh, but they 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 look like friends friends. Oh, one one thousand percent, and, and that I, makes me happy. It makes me happy too, and it also just makes me like think to myself. I really hope that this means that they're tied at the hip when it comes to like their future and like yeah. what happens going forward. They because... probably. I wonder how many glasses of champagne they had before they were just like completely shut the girls out of the conversation. We're like, we got to win a cup this year, man. Do you really think they were drinking champagne? Probably. I feel like I feel like Leon probably switched to like a rum and coke pretty quickly. <laughs> I mean, he is German. I don't know if champagne would really work for him. You know, like after a while, it's just like drinking water for them. Yeah, it's true. And Connor is obviously drinking vodka water. Absolutely. There's no way he's not drinking vodka water. He's drinking vodka water bio steel. 
Yeah. He's like, yeah, I got this. Yeah, I, I got, I got the, I got this tip from Gary Roberts. Remember, remember, remember when the pandemic was like in full swing, and uh, Connor was doing squats with Lenny, and Lenny looked so incredibly uncomfortable in those videos. <laughs> yeah, I felt really that that was almost pet abuse, but at the same time, that dog probably lives a better life than anybody we know. Than us. Yeah. Gets the shit on a heated driveway. <laughs> What a oh, lord! Okay. What a Lenny is a lord, um. But yeah, dude, we'll get into the NHL All Star stuff. But I think this is a good time to talk about what we have coming up. Um, Oilers are back in action tomorrow, Tuesday, February seventh, against Detroit. They're in Detroit. Then they'll make the short drive to Philadelphia. Drive flight. I don't really know what their travel plans are, but they will take on the Flyers Thursday, February 9th in Philly. Then they go to Ottawa, our nation's capital, Saturday, Saturday, February eleventh. And then they are in Montreal on Sunday, February twelfth. So they have four games coming up this week. First and foremost, Nolan, what do you, how do you think they're going to do? I'm saying that that's going to be a three-one. Three-one. You said you you you're thinking. I'm thinking there is going to be a loss in there. Unfortunately, I hope not. Um... I hope I'm wrong, but that's that's just what I'm feeling in my heart of hearts. You know what? Let's start this bad boy off with a bang. Let's go four and zero. Four and zero. All right. I, I think the boys are. I think that you, you hear a lot of the stuff, um, you know, coming out of the return to play here, and Jay Woodcroft's talking about their energy. Um, I've been. I I, I listened to uh, uh, Connor's interview today, and I, one thing I actually also wanted to mention too about Connor is like it feels like he's gotten even better at interviews as the seasons went on. Like he's become more and more comfortable with the media. Um. I don't know if that maybe has to do with like an influence from somebody like Evander Kane, who's been, who's a little bit more like outspoken and things like that. And maybe it just makes it easier for him, but it's, it's cool to see. I'm telling you right now that I, my thought behind that is that his confidence has been unlocked by the hair. I mean, you're probably right. Mullet confidence is, is a thing. Yeah. And I think with the McMullet, he's just finding, he's just realizing, not finding, he's realizing that he's always been a mullet guy. And coming to terms with that is is a really freeing thing. I can I can speak to that personally. So I, I think that that's where it's coming from, man. I think McMullet is just realizing who he is, what he is, and he's just embracing it. I need I need mullet that life. thing. I need that thing to get nasty. I need oh, it's like, gonna get dirty. Oh man. I need him to put the steps in. I'll uh a la 20, 2010 Patty Kane. Oh, yeah. He's got to have the la- the layers to it. Yeah. Um, no one. Miles. I think it's time. Speaking of the Oilers. Uh-oh! It's time for an ad read. Because this episode is brought to you in part by our new friends at Betstamp. The hockey season may finally be returning from its week-long hiatus, but the Super Bowl is also around the corner. Um, this time of year is, is 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 fun for betting game props with all of your friends, and you can laugh maniacally when you have the upper hand on your friends with the best odds finder out there with BetStamp. BetStamp aggregates all the odds for sports books around Canada, ensuring you get the ultimate bank for your book. Ah! Uh, with their easy use app uh, you can line shop with all the big sports books track your bets with their verified tracking system and even follow winning bettors who use the platform if you're looking to maybe you know maybe maybe select a couple of smart picks from people that kind of know what they're doing uh for me personally you're if you're kind of wondering what i'm looking at uh you know for the for the big 
for the big game as the uh as the retailers like to say because they can't actually use the term Super Bowl because then they'll get sued by the NFL. Uh, I know for me, I'm looking at Kenny Gainwell over 18 and a half yards, which you can get at minus 114 on FanDuel, whereas some books have him at minus 135. Um, I like the matchup because Philly loves to establish the run early and Gainwell has had a massive breakout this postseason. And I found that line using BetStamp. So please download the BetStamp app and use our referral code one for one. It's just one word, just O-O-N-E-F-O-R-O-N-E when you sign up. Thank you very much to BetStamp for sponsoring the show. And please, please, please play responsibly. Wow. How was that for the first ad read? That was electric. Thank you so that, much. That, that feels good. And that's a good pick, Nolan, too, that the gain well over 18 and a half. Smash that. For anybody who's looking for game day bets, check out BetStamp. Check out Nolan. We're uh, we're excited to see where it goes, and we're excited to watch the big game because we're not trying to get sued by the NFL either. But Nolan, speaking of the big game, there was the big all-star skills competition Friday night lights. Saw the skills comp. Uh, and we have the winners, Nolan, where Andre Svechnikov won fastest skater. Brock Nelson won the accuracy shooting competition. Kale McCarr and teammate Miko Rantanen won the splash shot competition. Nick Suzuki won the pitch and puck. Hellebuck, Connor Hellebuck and Yus Cesaros won the tendy tandem, which was my favorite event of the weekend. And Elias Petterson won the hardest shot. Crosby, Ovi, and Ovi Jr., who made a special appearance, won the shootout competition. I have two notes here for that. I said, Sus, keep Russian intervention out of American elections because it was like an elected sports thing. Ha ha ha. But then after I typed that out, I went on Twitter at my lunch break and I saw that Ovi Jr., who is actually born in Florida, he's an American citizen, is getting a lot of hate online. It is extremely wild to me that 50-year-old men who fart into their couches and tweet hate at a four-year-old with Cheeto dust on their fingertips see nothing wrong with that. But he, yeah, has been getting... Ovi's been getting a lot of shit for being a Putin boy, which, you know, let's, uh, we don't really need to get into that a whole heck of a lot, but he shouldn't be doing what he's doing anyway. But like these guys are coming at a four-year-old who was out there skating, playing hockey yeah. with his dad. And that's, that's shitty. Say what you want about Ovechkin, but you don't need to drag a kid. Yeah, that was the, that was a pretty big tweet from, uh, uh, unfortunately Dominic Hasek, which <laughs> I mean, it, it's, you know, I, I can understand I can understand people getting upset at the NHL for the principle of of allowing the whole thing to happen, but at the same time it's like it's a kid, man. Like it's it's a kid. It it's a it's a kid that just gets to go have fun with his dad and it's like as much as and I it, it kinda goes back to to the whole like Russian citizens and the Russian government and like we don't really know how much involvement or what could or like repercussions that happen to athletes when they speak out against uh, against people like Vladimir Putin or anything like that I know I'm kind of just like kind of crossing like a like, like taking a very big step but um I just think that there's a lot of stuff we don't understand about like foreign policy when it comes to Russia <laughs> and uh and I don't know just like just let, let's just have fun with this whole thing man like it's it's, it's, a, it's, hip, it's, it's hypocritical. Kid. It's yeah. hypocritical from the NHL, especially because they're pumping Matthew and Brady Kachuk pictures of when Keith was an all-star and how he, you know, they got to meet young Ovi and they got to meet Sidney Crosby and all these other stars showing pictures of them, them throughout the years where, like, let's be realistic here, Ovi Jr. having his dad 
be Alexander Ovechkin, one of the best goal scorers in NHL history, and his mom being like a professional tennis player, like that kid's going to have a pretty nasty athletic pedigree. It's not yeah. outrageous to think that he's going to be at the All-Star game himself, right? So if the NHL wants to post uh, the Kachuks doing their thing, they've got to, you know, can't can't speak out both sides of their mouth when they're letting yeah. another kid out there skate around. Chris Letang's kids did it a couple years ago in Pittsburgh. Like, yeah. um, I'm sure if Giroux was in the all-star game again, his kid would be out there. He's been all around send stuff this year. So I don't know, kids who are out there with their dads playing hockey, just let them have fun, man. They're kids. Keep it out of it. Yeah. Let's be, let's be normal humans. Um, yeah. And can, can I also mention too, I also think it's sick that his name is Sergei Ovechkin because that actually <laughs> seems like a name of like a, of like an auto generated player in NHL. It's like, oh, absolutely. Like when yeah. you get like, like when you get like 15 years down the road and it's like, oh, Sergey Ovechkin is the first overall pick. You'll, you'll love you. Yeah. Shout out, shout out little Sergey. Just out there. He, Watch, he's going to be so sick though. He's the, <laughs> did you see that picture of him and McDavid and Ovechkin? Yeah. He, that's the most Russian looking toddler I've ever seen in my life. Like with the, with the cross chain and the like multicolored Ralph Lauren shirt. That's just outrageous drip <laughs> insane drip from a four-year-old probably hasn't picked out his own clothes but just wow wow I wow the, i i love this i love this uh, i love this article uh headline from russian machine never breaks uh sergey ovechkin's favorite player is not alex ovechkin <laughs> <laughs> who is it uh oh my god <laughs> sergey ovechkin's favorite player is nikola obey kubel <laughs> what yeah that's outrageous (laughs) it says says here ovi isn't the first caps dad to be dunked on by their child back in 2018 luca carlson chose Braden holtby over john carlson (laughs) you know what i i was gonna say that's a respectable pick that's not that's that's nicholas abe kubel is not even his own favorite player (laughs) real like really (laughs) Um, and it says here, uh, uh, Hirsch had asked Ovi if Sergey has any favorites outside of the capital roster. He's, he's excited to see Crosby, McDavid, Ovechkin replied. He's kind of tired of me. I feel like that Ovechkin would. be a fun dad. He would be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, 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 I don't feel- know. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. You never know. I, I really hope that that doesn't come back to haunt me in like 20 years. <laughs> oh boy. Um, back to the, back to the skills comp. It yes. was, it was grab your, bo- grab your brooms. It was a bit of a mess. There was some good stuff. There was a lot of not so good stuff. Um, let's start with the good stuff. What was your favorite event? What was a highlight for you? What was something that got you fired up? Um, I liked, uh, uh, I like the oh. accuracy competition. The accuracy always competition did. Was always really does. Cool. It's always yeah. a- was it sorry. I just wanted to just quickly mention here. Cause I know that the, I just wanted to check the notes here. Um, I thought I, th- I thought I thought Nazem Kadri won the accuracy competition. Mm, I think I thought Brock won it. What the? I know he won something, but what the hell did he win? I didn't think it was the accuracy competition. Um, per- I I thought that he hit the targets first. While you're while you're fact checking me, I'm gonna go <laughs> go off a little bit here. That uh, that Tendi tandem I think was a really really well done event. That was really cool. Seeing you know who doesn't love a goalie goal and seeing Skinner. Uh, thread the needle on one there that was wicked but the way that they incorporated the um, the olympians you sorry sorry to quickly interrupt you 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 were right i forgot that it was that that mcdavid and Kadri was in the semifinal because then i was like oh great we're gonna leave this with brock nelson being the winner that's awesome um anyways go on 
But like, I just, who doesn't love seeing a goalie goal first off? And you got to mm-hmm. see a couple of them. That was wicked. But the way that they incorporated the, uh, the Olympians into that, I thought, I thought was really cool. And, and like the shootout competition, whatever Ovechkin and Ovi Jr. and Crosby won, that's so gimmicky and shitty. Like the Pasternak being happy Gilmore, funny, cool. Yeah. Whatever the Matthew Kachuk bringing Brady in and having a lifeguard and stuff like that was so fucking it's corny. So, it's, it's corny and it's boring and it's so hard for the like PK Subban to stand there and be like, Oh, who do we got coming out? Oh, happy, yeah. happy. Oh, yeah. Here's your caddy. Like, oh, it's too slow. It's not, it's not what they want it to be. It, it was something back in the day, like when it was a little bit faster paced, but it just feels like it's a little bit too drawn out, a little bit too showy. And I, what I, I thought the Tendi tandem really brought in what you want it to be a little bit faster paced. Um, you get to see some offensive skill from, you know, three, two or one players coming in. Um, Sarah Nurse had that really nice uh, Forsberg goal. Yeah. On that, yeah. That was wicked. Did you see, uh, did you see the, 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 like the interview she gave afterwards? I did not know. Where it was like, um, the guy that asked her the question was like, you know, that was like, that was like a, that was like an elite that was like an elite goaltender that you scored on. And I think it was Hillary Knight was sitting beside her and she's like, yeah, she's, she's an elite player. Yeah. I just kind of like, fuck you, dude. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. I saw an interview actually on the news tonight, um, with, uh, Emily Clark. Uh, is it, is it Emily Clark? Or I'm, I'm, I think you're, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Proud SAS product. Yeah. 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 You're correct. Yeah. Sorry. So well, she was doing an interview and talking about her experience at the all-star game and, you know, the red carpet and getting to play hockey with, uh, with, you know, the NHL stars. And she had a nice little quote in there too. I'm, I'm probably not doing justice. I wish I would have had it, but I just saw it like 15 minutes ago um, where she was like, yeah, if we can inspire young girls that are watching or even young boys just to see us out there with, you know, the star NHL players keeping up with them playing just as good as they are. It's going to show that we belong out there and that we can play with the best of them. And they really can. Yeah. Like she rang yeah. one off the crossbar with a, like a wicked drop pass and a, a nice shot. Like they're doing everything the guys can and they did it damn well. So that Tandy Tandem, that's a, that's a really good event. And I hope they keep that going for sure. Yeah. And uh, to speak to that, do you, do you remember, um, I believe when it was the, uh, women's under 18s are going on. Do you remember that like 14 year old girl that was like going nuts for Slovakia? Yeah, uh, Nila Lupusanova. I I've definitely screwed that up, but like, but she was like insane, and it was she shattered basically every record that there was, and she was just dominating. So yeah, and there's there's like some people that are like, could this girl very or like could this young lady be like, you know, could she be one of the very first women to make it to the nhl or something just because she was that good oh yeah her highlights are insane she's very very talented hockey player and i believe Um, she's also playing in a men's league right now which is pretty crazy that's not as not even like as a female playing with men but like as a 14 year old playing with pros that's wild um another cool thing that emily clark said in her interview is about how um, not ovechkin mcdavid came up to her and introduced himself there and was asking her questions about like the canada u.s rivalry series how he's keeping up with that so it's just cool to see that the like best players in the NHL are being good ambassadors and good sports to, you know, to the to the female athletes that are joining them as well. So shout out to McDavid, shout out to Emily Clark, Hillary Knight, all the girls that were out there playing. They did a damn good job. Yeah, shout out to our guy Condor. We really like him. Conrad McDervinson. Yeah. One thing I will say is that that pitch and puck event 
is complete crap. I was really hoping that you were going to say that. I thought that <laughs> so was one boring. of the most unwatchable things I've ever seen in my life. If they wanted to do something cool, they, especially in Florida, they should have had those guys, those four NHL players, just straight up playing like a four-hole golf tournament. Yeah, I would. Was, I would have loved to watch that, yeah. and I think that there's a nice crossover between hockey fans and golf fans that enough people would have been, you know, entranced by that and wanted to see it. Because I, I, uh, I think all those guys are pretty damn good golfers. Like you hear everybody say that Clayton Keller is like very good like on the links. Nearly almost every one of these fucking guys are really good golfers because it's like it's the, they do two things in life: they play hockey and they play golf. It's either <laughs> it's either one. And so, but I would I would even like to see one of them just be horrible at golf. And and and, and you know why Clayton Keller is good at golf? Yeah, because he plays in Arizona and they're never playing hockey past March. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. Um, but no, like uh, I thought the accuracy competition was really good. Um, I I will say I I completely forgot about it until when I was watching it. But um, I'm so happy they went back to like the foam targets. Remember the year that they had that stupid LED screen and they were like smacking the pucks off of like hard, like hard plastic. It was like what, like the glass was made out of. Mm -hmm. So much more satisfying to see the foam just explode. Yeah. And holy shit. Like Connor McDavid, like under 10 seconds to hit all four targets. Psychopath. There's also, okay, this wouldn't be an Oilers podcast if we didn't talk a little bit of shit about Kadri beating him. Um, McDavid went four four for four, Kadri went four for five. Doesn't matter if it was quicker. Four for four should always trump. Yeah, and it was also uh, a way too with like how the how the passes were handed over to them because I think that like Kadri got them a little bit like got them a little bit more smoothly, whereas Connor had to kind of like kind of get himself set. He was getting them from Asmus, and Kadri was also like I'm saying I'm calling Rasmus Dallin Asmus, like he's not fantastic at hockey. It's not a good, not a good take, but um, Kadri was also like a foot closer to the net. Yeah, so forget whatever, Nettis. whatever, whatever. So any yeah. Flames fans want to come at me, go ahead. But you know what? I know it. We all know it. Yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, it, you know, the neither of them could stand to the the greatness of one Brock Nelson. Yeah, Brock Nelson, all-star, <laughs> perennial all-star. Speaking of all-stars, Nolan, we finally move into Saturday where they had the matinee, the all-star game itself. We kicked things off with our Pacific boys versus the Central where they outshot the shit out of Seth Jones and co, but ultimately were eliminated in the first round, losing 6-4. to four. Um, Really cool to see the all-avalanche line of, of Ratnan, uh, McKinnon, and Makar. They were really fun to watch. <laughs> They're good, yeah. Very They're good very hockey. Good. Yeah. Kind of fu- kind of funny to see the Horvath and Pedersen um, final tour together as well. Yeah. It also, um, I I actually uh, uh, it, quite qu- quite literally no free ads, but I was listening to Thirty Two Thoughts today, and they interviewed Elias Pedersen, and boy, was that bleak sounding. <laughs> oh no! They like asked I, him about Bo Horvat, and he's like, "Well, if it were up to me, he'd still be here." Weird, weird to see him. Like I understand the logistics behind it, but just weird to see an Islanders patch playing with the Pacific guys. It's just funny to I don't know. Just a it's little... also just so NHL. Just for so something NHL. like that. To, just like for something to that. Like for something like that to happen. Whereas like I don't know. If it were up to me, I probably would have just held, or I probably would have just kept Bo Horvat out of the All Star game and then just replaced him with another Pacific Division player. I don't know, but. 
whatever. It's, yeah, I mean, Ryan Nugent Hopkins is top 10 in NHL scoring. Yeah, He's just so sitting Zach at home. Hyman, yeah, 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 whatever. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, Any hoosers. They lo- um, Connor, and, Connor and Leon go straight to the hotel bar after losing that one. Those guys were out of there. Uh, and then the Metro got bounced by the Atlantic 10 to 6 to set up the battle of the time zones in the final, where the Atlantic took the final game 7 to 5. And hometown boy Matthew Kachuk took home MVP with a seven-point performance. Kind of cool. American Invasion, there were 13 participants from America in the All-Star Game, the most of any one nationality at this year's event. 12 Canadians, 7 Russians, 4 Swedes, 3 Finns, 1 German, 1 Swiss player, and 1 Czech player. Czechia player. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to do them all in my head right now. Trying to figure out who the who 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 the one Czech player was. Oh, it's Pasternak. Pasta, yeah. The yeah. one Swiss, Fiala. Yeah, German, obviously. Um, three Finns. Uh oh, I don't feel like doing this. <laughs> <laughs> UC Saros was one of them. For sure, yeah. Ratnan was one. Oh yeah. There you go. I can't yeah. think of who the other one was. I'm totally blanking. Yeah. We're I feel like win. it's a fairly obvious one too. Yeah. Probably another goalie. Anywho. Um, yeah, good. Overall, though, what did you think of the All-Star game itself? I watched the first five minutes of the Pacific game, and then I did not watch the rest of it. <laughs> I had a nap during the, during the All-Star game and had to, re-watch, had to watch the reruns on Sunday. I, I, don't, I feel like there's just something that could be done with this, and I, I don't think that you have to galaxy brain it. Like, the, this whole weekend, right, is like, for one, they have to bring that draft back. They absolutely have to. Like, they have to bring the draft back because that is the best way that, that, like, that adds that extra level of excitement. And we need to bring back that, that whole, like, oh, there's one player left over for, for the last pick. And it's funny because I think that some of these players are genuinely funny when you allow them to be in a nice, relaxed environment. And if you rent out, or, you know, if you have these guys at a, you know, at a at a you're at a stage of some sort, and you have them all sitting in the audience, and then each player gets selected. You allow each player to come up and kind of either joke about themselves or joke about another player or something like that. Because all you gotta like, you don't have to get them like blackout drunk, but feed these guys a couple of drinks, and it'll it'll be very organic and be really funny, and it'll be very engaging. And that's how you bring people into seeing who these guys are. Now, with that being said, we all know that probably ninety percent of these hockey players are almost all the same human being in some way. It's just this; it's no different than like the hockey player girlfriend is like like a like a robot made out of a factory like we all know it but at the end of the day like some of these guys are pretty funny and it might lead to people being like hey i actually kind of like the personalities behind this game and then for sure and then in addition to that like the skills comp needs an overhaul like i think that you can keep you can keep the the regular i think that there needs to be something done with this with the um with fastest skater. I don't know what they can do, but I think that they need to change it up in some way. I don't know if having people skate around, like skate around in a circle wherein you can seriously risk injury as we almost saw with Kale McCarr. Yikes. Um, but, but even if you do something where it's like a straight line speed thing or, or, or whatever, um, and then like the breakaway challenge is like another big one where I think the breakaway challenge could be really fun because like that, like that Trevor Zegers one he did last year was insane. The one where the he, dodgeball one, yeah, but yeah. like the shot itself was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I, I, I think that there is something that, that they can maybe do with that. And then with the actual all-star game, I don't know how, how good you're going to get your all-star game. I mean, the, the NBA and the NFL run into the same issue where it's just like people want to actually watch the skills comp more. Um, but, and I, I mean, I know with the pro bowl, it's kind of now a full skills comp now, but, um, no, I think. I was just going to say, like, if you watched, the, if you saw the Pro Bowl, like, flight football game, stands were empty. People didn't give a shit. The players yeah. didn't really care. Like, yeah. um, Tyree Kill got nailed by, by Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey. And that was, yeah. like, the big talking point. And then they need it down. Also, how NHL was it that there was a, a offside challenge in the All-Star oh, game? Oh, my God. It's so <laughs> dumb. So Nuts. dumb. But um, like you're saying about, like you're saying, I'm going to cut you off for two seconds. That's okay. Like yeah, you're yeah, saying ahead. about the player personalities and like doing the draft. I think that that's just another avenue for fan interaction where you can actually have people in the building, fans interacting with the players and, you know, getting a little bit more showmanship out of it. Like the AHL just did their all-star break as I well. I was going to bring that up. Yeah. And they took the glass out of the board so yeah, that you could really have cool. more fan interaction and like, it seemed like engagement there was super high and that's AHL players. No offense to those guys, but I mean, if you could be ice level and and chirp these guys and maybe have some NHL, like I'm, you're you're not you can't tell me that the Kachucks wouldn't chirp a guy if you oh, were beaking yeah. at them during warm yeah, ups or something. That would be awesome. Such like just a good opportunity for some viral clips. Speaking of viral clips, um, Mitch Marner doing the South Beach skates and dressing up like Miami Vice. Cool. He also did you see his Croc bet? No, I didn't see that. So they, they're like, okay, Mitch, we're going to give you a little, uh, we got to see how many times you can sneak uh crocodile or croc into your post-game interview. And he's like, okay, for sure. Because I was watching it live and he was talking, he kept talking about crocs. And I was like, why is this guy so like, why is he talking about crocodiles so much? But then they released the clip after and they had like a bet with him. See how many times you could sneak it in. Funny, cool, good stuff. But just an example of them allowing the NHL players to kind of, be who they are a little bit more without um you know having to fit a script all the time so if they let the players be themselves and give them an opportunity to do it i think you'll get a really really good product because crocodile matthews was or crocodile mitch was quite funny yeah i also think too if um um i i think that there could be something behind the whole um like you remember like i mean if you wanted to take an influence from baseball if you wanted to do the classic like home field advantage thing where mm. whoever wins the all-star game, like you get home field advantage. Like, I think that'd be kind of cool. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's something to think about. Um, I like the idea of doing the whole three on three thing. Um, I would like to expand. I think that expanding the rosters might be a bit of a, might be a bit of an interesting idea. Um, instead of having like divisional stuff where you have it by conference. So you have each of the captains pick their, pick their team and then they have like a 18 man roster or whatever, but you can ice out all of these crazy three on three lineups where you could have like three defensemen going out there or something like that. That, that could be kind of interesting. Um, also by the way, uh, the, uh, chemistry between Leon Connor and, uh, King Eric. Oh. <laughs> uh, Quite lovely. I, uh, oh, I'd be, well, uh, I'd be interested in some of that. <laughs> you'd like a little serving. I I I love I love a little four year serving. <laughs> well, just kidding. That's scary. Well, Nolan, if there's uh, um, I don't remember how where I was gonna go with this. I'm uh, I'm hammered. Not actually. What are they gonna say? Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, Nolan, we know that the All-Star game is uh, going to be revisited, going to be a hot topic of, of improvement. Uh, if Bettman's you know, notes or, or uh, points are going to be any indication they're going to Toronto next year. It'll be a perfect opportunity for them to revisit, go back to the drawing board and, and make a uh, better pro or better product for, you know, the, uh, the Ontario fans and in a very big, very hockey hungry market. So excited to see what they're going to do in Toronto next year. Did you see, uh, did you see, uh, Mike Rupp's tweet? I didn't know. Michael Rupp. So, yeah. Form, so former, uh, former trash guy. Uh, but also scored a game-winning goal for the Devils in the Stanley he Cup was a, final. Yeah, but he was a Danbury trasher during the lockout. That's what I remember him as. Oh, was he? Oh, I didn't yeah. even know that. He play, yeah, he played on that super team. <laughs> um, he uh, <laughs> he, had, he had a tweet that once it was announced, he was like, he was like, yeah, uh, he's like, it's very nice of the NHL to have a going away party for Austin Matthews when his contract ends in the summer. Ooh. <laughs> And everyone like fired back at him and was like, it was like, you're nothing you wish you could have played for Toronto. And then he, he just like kept on, like, he just kept on quote tweeting and circling Stanley cup champion in his, <laughs> his bio. And then he did a, he did a follow-up video and he's like, okay, everybody let's get, let's, let's, let's clear the air. I'm sorry for saying, I'm sorry for, I'm sorry for what I said. I should have also mentioned that it's also a going away party for Willie Nylander because his contract will also be up. <laughs> just fucking with Leaf fans, which is kind all, of funny. All the Leafs fans listening right now are crying, banging yeah. their steering wheel. Um, I think that this is a perfect segue, though, Nolan, into our NHL shit because one of the main quotes that came out of this weekend was league, uh, league legend and GOAT, uh, Sidney Crosby, saying that he would prefer a return to the 1-8 to eight playoff format something like that. that has something that's been discussed a lot but to finally hear that from Sidney crosby at an all-star event i think gary bettman can't really hide anymore he's got to face that one head on and i think uh, if there's enough momentum from a guy like crosby uh you're gonna see some discussion pick up there so really cool opportunity for the nhl to do something and revisit their playoff format there as well yeah, I I I completely agree. I I really I don't think that the rivalry aspect that the NHL has been trying to build is necessarily been working. Um, well, there I, is, always... I saw I saw I saw a tweet. Um, Oilers. Well, obviously we've talked about it, but Oilers and Flames play three times and they won't play again for the rest of the regular season. Islanders and Rangers won't play again for the rest of the season either. So yeah. if you're trying to build rivalry games, that's two big ones right there that you've completely missed the boat on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and then they have this whole there's this talk that they want to increase it to 84 games and I'm sorry, but if there's anything that NHL needs, it, it's it's not two more games, it's probably two less games. I don't think we need more regular season games. Just schedule your games accordingly. I'm sorry, but like that's that's the only way that you should be that's the only way that you should be doing it. Um no, I, I, I like the idea of going back to a one through a, I, I kind of miss it a little bit. Um, now with that being said, I don't think it changes all that much. I understand that a lot of people have been up upset and I, I don't mean to poke, but like, this has been a th common thing from Leaf fans is like, why do we have to play Boston or Tampa again when we worked so hard to get to this point? And it's like, well, sorry, but like, that's just the way the cookie crumbles for everybody else. Like I, I doubt Tampa wants to have to play a hard opponent in Toronto. Like they probably no want to play someone easier. So it's like, I, at the end of the day, like you can, 
can you can complain all you want, but everybody else in this league still has the exact same issue. But I mean, I'd like to, I'd like to see I'd like to see them go back to the one through eight. I mean, yeah. it's it, it only helps that you reward the teams that finish first in their division for or first in the conference. For sure. And I saw a tweet. We're talking a lot about the Twitter machine. Follow us on Twitter. Um, about a week ago, a week or two ago before the All-Star game, um, the Eastern Conference, if they were at a one through eight, would be the exact same matchups as it okay. was yeah, currently. So yeah. the proof's in the pudding that it's not going to be that much of a, of a world changer if you go back to a one through eight. So if anybody at the NHL is listening, um, we would be happy to take part in a focus group. But Nolan, it's time to talk about our favorite weekly topic. And here's hoping this is the last time we got to talk about this guy, Mr. Bo Horvath. He has signed an eight-year, $68 million deal with the New York Islanders. On Sunday night, it was reported. Lou Lamorello, who is 80 years old, not even a joke, said that it, it it was too long and too much money. So we're glad to see that the relationship is off to a great start in Long Island with Bo and the Islanders. Uh, I hate this contract so much. Oh, dude, uh, that's such a tough beat. It's uh, That team is going to be full of, and this goes back to what I've, what I've mentioned before, is like the difference between high-end talent and mid-level talent. And Bo Horvat is a good player. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not arguing that. But you just signed a guy who is having a career season to, almost, to nearly 10 years at the same cap hit that he's making $200,000 less than Sidney Crosby. Now, I understand that it's a different situation because Crosby signed his deal so long ago, but like he's only making, he's making uh, uh, 200, or sorry, uh, like 500 grand less than Jason Robertson, who is going to be a perennial MVP candidate. It's... I just, I just don't think that that's a good, that, 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 that that's a good bit of business. And now you're running into a situation where it's like, oh, we have our top two centers. So your one and two centers are Matthew Barzell and uh, Bo Horvat, neither of whom I believe has reached 80 points in there. Or sorry, Matthew Barzell did in his rookie season. So and, you're and hasn't since and hasn't since exactly. So what you're you're counting on these two guys to be your number one and two pivots going forward? I just don't know if I totally agree with that. And they have like five or six guys that can play center on that team too, like Jean Gabriel or uh, Pajot, Jean Gabriel Pajot. Pajot's a third liner and he makes $5 million a year. Oh yeah, dude. They have such a tough goal. Um, like Josh Bailey makes like almost 6 million. Anders Lee makes 7 million and he's signed forever. They, I just don't get it. I, I, and not again, we're not jumping on Bo Horvat here because he has had a couple good seasons. It's just a really big contract for him to live up to. I don't feel like you're really setting the player up for success there. Um, that it's long term, boy there, oh boy. There's a, um, uh, there's a, I can't remember who who brought or who uses this term, but like, it's like shiny new toy syndrome. Is like you trade for your shiny new toy, but you know that you have to give them that big contract, and that's exactly it. Is like this is the shiny new toy, and you have to pay the premium for Bo Horvat's 2022-23 season production. So. When in all reality, you should be paying a combination of this as well as the previous seasons, which is he never reached over what sixty points or something like that. So why is Bo Horvat making eight and a half million when he realistically should be making anywhere from six point five to at the most seven million dollars? And on a team that's going to be cash strapped and has to re-sign Ilya Sorokin in, I believe, not this year but next year. Oof. Yeah, 
Wolf is correct. Get rid so. of Lou. He's losing his mind. Yeah. I, Military Lou. Yeah. Tough, uh, tough go for either tough go for the Islanders. Um, should we Speak- talk about some of these trade bait guys? I think we should because trade bait is all around the NHL right now, man. Um, with the roster freeze being lifted, there are lots of names that are getting thrown about now as as potential trade candidates. Obviously, Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves out of Chicago. Dylan Larkin, the captain of an all-star of the uh, of the Detroit Red Wings, is on his last year of a five-year deal with them, you know, sinking the way that they are. Uh, is he going to stick around? Are they going to resign him? What's going to happen to Larkin? If, uh, he's, he's definitely in play. Timo Meyer, who is uh, the Sharks trade bait, he was on vacation with the number of players from the Devils. We'll see where he ends up. Matt Dumba is in the last year of his contract as well. They're in Minnesota. John Klinberg and Kevin Shattenkirk, two defensemen out of Anaheim. They're doing a little, a lot worse than they were expecting to, hoping to. So those are two guys that are in play. Ali Mata, Vladislav Gavrikov out of Columbus, all guys that could be on the move shortly. And we haven't even talked about like Eric Carlson's obviously a big name in play. Um, I'm blank. And who else? There's lots of guys that are, are getting shopped around or talked about. There's going to be have to be a move in Florida as well. Uh, Anthony Duclair is coming back. There's going to be a lot of the, the St. Louis guys as well. Ryan St. O'Reilly, Louis. Vladimir Tarasenko. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a lot of teams that are not living up to expectations that have have some decisions to make. So you're going to see a lot of buyers at the NHL uh, trade deadline making some moves like and teams that are good that are going to be trying to get better like Boston and Colorado. They're obviously going to be making moves trying to find extra pieces. Um, Winnipeg's right there. Dallas is right there. Edmonton's making a charge that they're going to want some pieces. I'm sure Calgary is going to want to do something as well. Um, lots of teams off the off the cuff that you know are going to be trying to make moves. So uh, it's shaping up to be a really really exciting trade deadline in the NHL. I think uh, from some of these from some of these insiders that have been around. I I know I don't want to make this all about the Oilers. We to be fair, we haven't very talked very much Oilers this episode. So I no, give this, this has credit. been neutral this has been yeah. very neutral but um i think there's some serious smoke going around that team right now i think that i think that ken holland's making some calls um i'm excited to see what what it brings i'm also kind of nervous to see what it brings um you know who i honestly wonder about is dylan larkin and the reason being is apparently dylan larkin has set a price for himself that is like astronomically high um I heard I'd like from what the insiders say, he's asking anywhere from like nine to ten million dollars a season. Larkin? Yeah. For that's egregious. Yeah, for a guy that is like a seventy, maybe eighty point player, like he's he's good. Like he's like he's a good player, um, but not like a superstar. Not even really I mean, he's a technical all star, but do we really consider him a star of the NHL? I don't know. And I almost wonder like he makes, I think, f- like six point one or like six million bucks or something like that. Like, if he's asking for that much money, if I'm Detroit, I trade him for like a shitload and retain, because Dylan Larkin at half retained for a contending team that knows that they're not going to re-sign him, but they know that if they add Dylan Larkin into their mix and throw him in a second or third line center role, like. You're going to dominate. And I'm not trying to sort the Oilers, but um, Ken Holland, Steve Eiserman, they've made a couple deals together. Maybe? Who knows? Maybe something there. Maybe something there for sure. I, for some reason, I have a feeling he's going to go somewhere with, with like American buddies. Um, 
I think, uh, well, I, I think, I, I think like, it, and sorry, I, I don't mean to, I, I'm kind of all over the place here, but like uh, the thing I was going to say too with Larkin is now that Bo Horvat is signed, Dylan Larkin is literally going to be the bell of the ball. Because we're assuming that David Pasternak can be re-signed. Like, he's most likely not going to leave the Bruins. Boston's not. Yeah, Boston's yeah. not going to let him go But anywhere. Dylan Larkin will literally be the bell of the ball free agent. And any team that is looking for a number one center, well, is he number one center on a good team? Probably not. Is he a number one center on a really bad team? Absolutely. Like, that's a guy that could... <laughs> I mean, a, a desperate team could look at Dylan Larkin and say... I'll give Dylan Larkin $11 million a season. Cause like we need a guy that like, we need a guy like that. Um, Sandpaper grit captain material. Like he's, yeah, he yeah. fits that old time hockey narrative yeah. so well. Or, or, or could this be a situation where Steve Eiserman says, all right, Dylan, you go for, cause it, he, like he is a Michigan kid. He grew up as a giant Red Wings fan. He's literally living his childhood dream right now. Does Steve Eiserman maybe go, you know, I'm going to move you, let you play, let you play for a different team for four months. We'll, and then we'll revisit this in the summer. And if you've built your value off of that playoff run, we'll pay you what you want. I don't know. I think it could be something kind of interesting, but yeah, I, I kind of, I feel like Dylan Larkin has like Colorado written all over him. Although I feel like Colorado and Detroit wouldn't make deals with each other. Um, just based on, even though it's dumb, just, but just based off of that past history, I mean, um, it's it's dumb, but you look at who's the helm for decision makers. That's, right? Steve, that's true. Steve yeah. and Joe Sackick. Like, if, yeah. if Vlad Blood is going to roll anywhere, it's with those guys who captain those teams yeah. that hated each other. But you could see Dylan Larkin playing in like New York or something. You could see him playing for the Rangers. I keep, I always say Boston. Like, I just feel a good GM, a good team is going to end up with that kid. Yeah, definitely. and we're going to eat it, and we're going to eat it, dude. Does he go to Dallas? Oh, God damn it! Is Dallas ever good? I hate I hate Dallas. Does he go to Winnipeg? Like I think I think Winnipeg is gonna be Chevy is gonna be chomping at the bit to add some pieces because for the first time in a long time, he's got a he's got a roster that seems to be putting it up. So he I think and that city is hungry. His job his job has to be on the line there a little bit too. He's been the only GM in that franchise's history and they've been pretty and they've been pretty stagnant. Like you have to think that at some point, like what do they say? Every GM gets you know two NHL coaches or something like that. He's yeah, on his he's, third. Yeah. So realistically, you have to think that Chevy's fourth actually. Fourth actually. There you, you go. Had Claude Noel, Paul Maurice. Then you had uh, 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 Adam Lowry's dad, and then you have Rick Bonus now. So there you go. He, he's yeah. he's got to do something. So you're thinking that he's going to be a, a desperate man come come deadline day to do something to make that team uh, make that team get the extra push to to get out of the central and and make some noise in the west. So yeah. there's lot there's lots of factors at play, man. Not not just with the Oilers, but with a lot of teams around the NHL that are all you know feel like they're knocking on the door with with uh, especially in the West, man. With Colorado not living up to expectations, or Colorado kind of being that sleeping giant. Um, a lot of teams want to lo- knock that lo- uh, land that knockout punch and kick them off the top of the mountain. Dude, Florida's gonna make such a depressing move once Duclair's ready to come back. Oh, it's <laughs> gonna be so sad because they ha- they have to right. They, they have no l- choice. quite literally have to make a move. And um, it, it was funny. Uh, a friend of the show, Steak and Bacon, was 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 talking smack in our group chat and saying why would why would the 
why would the Panthers move? Uh, why would the Panthers move Sam Bennett for nothing? And by nothing, I mean yes, a Um And it's just the fact of the matter is, is that Florida cannot afford these guys. They are capped out, and there are going to be very good players that are available, and they have to take pennies on the dollar for them. Like we could very well see like someone like Sam Reinhart moved for like a third round pick, <laughs> which is really sad. Oof, on. Yeah, that but that's one that you don't feel that bad if you're Ken Holland trading like potentially going for a first four. This is what I've Load this is what up. I've been saying is I don't understand why Ken Holland is not taking advantage of the fact that good players are being traded for nothing. Oliver uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand hasn't had a great season, but that's a player that literally went for like I think a fourth round pick. And that's a really good player. Uh Jacob Rana, I feel like there's something there that you could possibly make that work. And it's just a matter of being a little bit creative. And who knows, that could be someone that Ken Holland looks at and says, you know, dealing with Detroit and dealing with Stevie Y, like maybe there's something there. But I, 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 this is is the time when you have to be smart. Like you have to try and get players while their value is, has absolutely cratered. While their values cratered or while their boss's back is up against the wall. Yeah, there's, there's, a, little, there's a little bit of column A, column B. We'll go column A, a little bit of column B. Boy, howdy, am I glad hockey's back. It's great. This it's going to be a fun second half, man. It's, it's, it's going to be it really feels fun. Like, it feels like we were off for like three months. <laughs> oh, yeah, and it's been a week. Incredible. <laughs> God, I love the NHL. Nolan, any other NHL stuff you want to talk about, or can I get into one of the Hall of Fame level rock stars. I'm I'm very excited to hear hear from this hear from this rock star. <laughs> because the term rock star gets thrown around a lot these days, but Nolan, we got one here. And all I'm gonna say is that a man's gotta eat Randy. We talked about him a lot the past couple of weeks, but we are going back to the state of Michigan where Mason Stonehouse did the unthinkable and lived every person's dream, ordering a thousand dollars worth of Grubhub Saturday night to his family home. <laughs> I'm talking jumbo shrimp. I'm talking chili cheese fries. I'm talking pizza. I'm talking shawarma. I'm talking chicken pitas and salads because, well, he got to consider the waistline. One after another came to his family's home where it was just him and his dad. The best part, Nolan, Mason is six years old. Oh, my God. <laughs> his dad gave him his phone to play a game, and this kid went zero dark 30, locked himself in the basement, and just started hammering Grubhub ordering food. It wasn't until he placed a $400 order of pizza that Chase Bank called for fraud detection, and the dad realized all too late what was going on and that he was going to be getting a bill for all of this food. Uh, they made the best out of a bad situation, though. They froze some. They ate some. They had the neighbors over for, for a food just, just so that they could eat as much as they could before anything went bad but why is this rock star is this you know you may be asking yourself isn't this just bad parenting well not really because a this could happen to anyone b it's a great lesson not to use your kid not for your kid to not use your phone unattended and c when the parents had a talk with this kid the next morning essentially telling him hey you know buddy what you did is is basically stealing this six-year-old picked up a penny off of the floor and gave it to his dad and said now we can start saving for next time (laughs) rock star mentality that's incredible what a i know i use the term i don't use the term lord very often but what a lord oh my god man could i couldn't imagine like that i could i can imagine because i know what my dad would have done to me if i did that oh my god 
<laughs> except except here here's the other way around this lower your freaking credit card limit my guy yeah dude. so no, it just, so it just gets so it just gets declined when that happens oh man it's actually really funny because i had a friend uh, growing up he was older than he should have been when he done this when he did this but him and his little brother i think they spent like 2600 dollars on their parents credit card buying shit on itunes that's sick and it was the same thing. They got the credit card statement. They're like, oh, my God. And they're like, oh, yeah, we just like uh, we just wanted it. Like we thought it was credits or something like that. Like they just bullshitted it. But yeah, this kid ordered a thousand dollars with a Grubhub and then gave his dad a penny and told him to start saving for next time as in <laughs> he's going to do it again. I'm pretty sure um, one time uh, Taylor used my computer to order something online and like my computer saved her like saved her like credit card information in and then i think i bought like a, like a few records or something and spent like $300 and it got charged her, her debit card it's just like what the fuck is this from and i said oh yeah i i think that was yeah i think i accidentally used your card to and so like mason's mason's lucky that his dad's nice yeah no doubt <laughs> but uh yeah Man. Gotta love, gotta love the idea. Gotta love where this kid was going with it. Yeah. The penny man that just floored me. Reading that, I was like, "That's crazy. This yeah. kid's nuts." Yeah, take this, you filthy animal. <laughs> uh, Nolan, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I'm a little bit lost now that we're changing up the episode format because I know because now I'm we done. can't do the now we can't do the agenda for next week. I know, but we did, and you're saying four and zero. Oh, I'm saying three and one. Either way, we're expecting a big week out of the Oilers and against Detroit, Philly, Ottawa, and Montreal. That's you got to think that there's going to be some uh, some dubby sandwiches in there, and if there's not, we have oh, issues. Heads yeah. are going to roll. It's not well, going to be a good episode next week um, if that's the case. Some a couple of little things to look out for um, so far this week. Um, I believe Kyle Yamamoto is eligible to be recalled from LTIR on Sunday. So there's a move that's going to happen most likely this week. Um, not sure what's going on. Not sure what's going to happen. We're still four weeks out from the trade deadline. And I think that there is going to be, I think we're going to be in for a very big trade deadline. Um, it's been kind of slow so far, but I think that the, the, the wheels are going to be spinning. Jacob Chikrin has already taken the Arizona Coyotes out of his bios on his socials. Oof. That's a big deal. Um, but no, it's 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 an exciting time, and I I just once again I've I've mentioned this before for this team, but like you have to come in foot on the throat of all of these shitty teams, like come in, kick the living shit out of them, and move on, and just continue to build your record, continue to climb up the standings. Vegas is falling apart right now, and you have to just continue to move your way up. Mm-hmm. Um, for uh for our next episode, do, uh, do you think we're gonna record before the Super Bowl or after the Super Bowl? Probably after the Super Bowl. I imagine the boys are going to be pretty amped up. Yeah, I'm going to be. And especially if we have that Sunday game against Montreal, we'll probably want to hit up Monday. Yeah, and if I'm off, and if uh, I will probably be off Monday if the uh, the game goes the way that I want it to. Yeah, that's a big surprise. No one's really able to read between the lines there, what you're saying, hey? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's a little. We'll see. We'll see what happens that day. But, well, Miles, should we close her all off? I think it's time. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to this uh, Season 3 episode. What are we on? 13 yeah. of 1 for 1. Um, don't forget that uh, that uh, that uh, exclusive code on BetStamp, 1 for 1. Check it out. But uh, thank you for joining us, the home of hot takes and even hotter listeners. But as always, go Oilers, go.
Go Oilers, go. Yeah.